amazing to think about the difference in the length of Corbin Bayes Rishon and Corbin Bayes Shani and the after effects. If you think about it, the two Bate Mikdashos together really dominated Jewish life for 900 years. 900 years. Both of the Bata and Bayes Rishon Bayes Shani were around for about 400 years, 420, 410. And in a sense, they had a brief gap of 70 years between them. So you do the math, 410, 420, and 70 is 900 years. 900 years, basically, of a whole span of time where the base of Mikdash, in a very real, in a visceral way, dominated their lives. And if you think about the 70 years, you can only imagine, I grew up amongst Holocaust survivors, my grandparents and their friends, and the Holocaust was very much on people's minds. So certainly, it's easy to assume that for 20, 30 years, at least, after Korban Bayes Rishon, that was what the Jews in, the few left over in Eretz Yisrael and in Belleville, many in Belleville, other places, that's what they were thinking about. What else? And in fact, only 52 years later, Gematri Behema, already then, the permission to get the Second Temple was already in place. It wasn't, didn't happen like that after 70 years. There was a, Daryavish the Second, or whoever it was, can't remember, but there was a pekida, a permission that was given, and it says that the animals, in fact, that animals with the Klai Yisrael, animals that also skedaddled out of Israel. It was a korban, not just of the of our people, it was destruction not just of our people, not just of a building, it was destruction of the whole Eretz Yisrael was was uh, decimated. Even the animals, the midrashim say that, and in fifty year two years, that was already in the lights of Gula. Which Gula happens kima kima, as it says in Chazal about the Gula Sida. Then there are many parallels between the way it's going to unfold in our days and the way it unfolded then. Of course, there was this period after fifty-two years already where animals came back. It says no less than fifty-two hundred, uh, excuse me, fifteen hundred types of grasshoppers and fish came back, and the fish came back in underwater uh, tunnels back to Israel, back to a place called Ein Tam, which is the highest point in Israel. So what I'm trying to say is, when you think about it, it was all Beis HaMikdash, and it was all, it was all around Beis HaMikdash. In other words, as colossal as Chorban Bayis Rishon was, and we can't imagine talking about the first temple, as colossal as that was, and of course, as Chazal tell us, that some of the aspects of Bayis Rishon never came back. So it was a Chorban totali in terms of certain aspects. Yomara lists five different things that never came back. But, still, when we compare that destruction with Korban Bayashani, we're speaking about something totally different. Because almost 2,000 years later, still not back. Whose mind really is on the base of Mikdash today? When I'm talking to from Jews, and amongst Tamid Echachamim, if you found the Tamachachim that's really thinking about the base of Mikdash a lot, he's a very, very special person. I would call him unique. After so long, and after being, here's the point also, being used to a totally different type of Judaism. Who feels lacking? Oh, we don't have Korbanus. It's a totally different... So therefore, once we, when we look at that comparison, we think how severe and total and long-lived has been the Chorban Bayashani, the, the destruction specifically the Second Temple, it behooves us to think a little bit about what the cause was. And of course, and fixing the cause and dealing with the cause, that has to be on our minds. Perhaps we can't, it's a, it's a stretch, 
spoke about a little bit on Shabbos. Halavai, someone give a tear during these days, especially in these days. Who knows? Who knows how much it's worth? Rav Aaron said, any mice in his time, the smallest mice and the challenges is worth much more than things that the earlier generations did. And Kosher came today, and Kosher came things like this. Anybody can mourn a little bit, but at least we have to get into the the reasons and try to understand the underpinnings, the antecedents of why the Chorban happened and, and fix them as we are able to. And of course, the Gemara tells us that the Second Temple was destroyed because of sin chinam, baseless hatred. So let's learn a little bit in our moments together about Abbas Yisrael, the great mitzvah of loving other Jews. So mostly, I want to share practical applications. Everybody's heard about Abbas Yisrael before. That's something we know about. Zeklal Gadol B'Torah, Yidav Perish of Zogmor. But first I want to just elucidate a little bit the Shittas Ramban, Ramban's position in Chomish. Ramban has a famous statement about Abbas Yisrael. So the Ramban says there in Vayikri Yates in Leviticus 19, he says first off that the idea of Vatarech Kamocha, to love your friend, not neighbor. Okay? Let's put King James, close it, put it away, and not refer to it anymore. Okay? Art scroll. Fazal. Okay? Vatarech, a rea is a friend, not a neighbor. Okay? Good. First, the Rabbat says, Vatarech Kamocha. You have to love your friends as yourself. And the Rabbat starts in a shocking way. And he says, This is a flogger. A flogger means basically. And I wish I had a better way to translate it, but it basically means like an exaggeration. It means like it's, laflig means to be past something. Like, laflig means to sail. It's like past the Pasha shot. Ramban says it's not literal. You can't really, Ramban says why. He says, The heart of a person doesn't accept to really love someone else like you love yourself. Not possible. Not possible. And therefore, that can't be what it means. Now, I always love to bring out a parenthetical point from this Ramban, which is very important. What's the assumption that Ramban is working with? What's his basic assumption? If it's impossible, that can't be the commandment. Well, what do you mean? Maybe God commands us to do things we can't do. No. If it's impossible, that can't be the commandment. Because God doesn't command us things that are impossible. Okay? Worthwhile, worthwhile knowledge. And that not only is an amazing position, but it shows us the rest of the Torah. What God did command us in, you can get to. Maybe not in a day. But you can get to it. Because something that's impossible, here we have one of the greatest commentators and a man of the generations, Nachmanides, Ramban, a halachist, a Kabbalist, he was also a doctor, commentator, Talmudist, whatever you want, the Ramban was it. Huh? And he says, letter, letter, letter to his son. And he says, it can't be, that can't be the Pshat, but that's not the Pshat. So what is the Pshat? That's she has, so he says like this. What it means is, now listen to what it does mean. You have to love your friend in every way you love yourself. So he says, because sometimes people love their friends in certain areas, but not other areas. Meaning to say like, let's say like what I want from them. I want my friend to be wise, but I don't want him to be rich. Or I want him to be rich, but I don't want him to be wise. Okay? So that's the first thing the Ramban says. That you have to want your friend to have good in all areas. This is what it means to love Jews. I want them to have good in all areas. And Rabbi goes further. So sometimes you'll find someone who really wants that. He should have wisdom. He should have a nice wife like I have. He should have a car like I have. He should have a house like I have. He should get the honor I have. But it shouldn't be the same degree as me. You know? Like, let's keep things clear. You know? Those who knew, you know, 
how Michael Jordan used to motivate himself. If you said, like, Clyde Drexler is as good as you, then he was going to destroy because that's something he couldn't live with, you know? He could handle another player being decent, but we always have to have it clear, you know? What's the totem pole? That's how MJ thought. So that's the opposite of Abbas Yisrael, right? You want people to have what you have, all areas, and as much as you. That's what he says. So he says, sometimes people want... He can have, great, but as long as I'm a little bit better, then I can be happy. No. That's what the Pusik says. And what's that called? We call that being human. You know what the Ramban calls that? Jealousy. This low-level jealousy. Ella, you have to love your friend in all areas to the same level you love yourself. Now what's the question, everybody? So that's the same thing, right? Let's just follow the Ramban. He says, it doesn't mean mamish like yourself. Ella, what does it mean? Rather, what does it mean? It means all areas like yourself. So so what doesn't it mean? Everybody here on the question? So, it took me a while to work this out. What's the change? But I want to explain it through a practical uh, case that could come up. And as a sign case, this is what I believe the Ramban means. Let's say you have an orange juice company, a small little family orange juice company in South Florida. Hmm? And the Ackermans were Jewish. Yeah, not always, but the Ackermans were Jewish, live in the same community as you in South Florida, also have a small company. Now, Tropicana decides, and you're getting to that age, either you want to go into learning, maybe golf, whatever. And you get to that stage, you want to unload the company. And the Ackermans also want to unload the company. And Tropicana is looking to pick up a company. Right? But they're only buying one small company. Hmm? And we're competing. Who do I hope gets the deal? Are we here the question? Me or the Ackermans? Or, or I die for both of us? Best man wins? So now, listen well. The simple reading of the Pasuk, the simple reading of the verse would indicate you have to want the same for both of you. You don't want to get it more than the Ackermans. That's what the Ramban is saying is impossible. And that's what the Torah wouldn't command. And that's what the Torah doesn't command. You can do whatever you want and in a fair, moral, correct, halakhic way, to make sure that you get the deal. Because the, you should want them to get what should be coming to you, that the Torah doesn't command. Okay? But now I get the contract. Sold the business. A year passes, and guess what? Tropicana now wants to buy another company. Okay? So now it's the Ackermans, and there's the Garcias. Okay? Now the Garcias are probably Jewish, but for our... Little test case. We're talking about the Garcias that aren't Jewish. Okay? Now, I sit and say to myself like this. You know what? Since I sold the company, I get a lot of attention in the community. People suddenly have a lot of friends. I get good alias. People ask me for advice. Everyone wants to talk to me at a wedding. I like that. I say like this. You know what? If the Garcias get the contract, that won't be affected. If the Ackermans get the contract... I'm going to get shlishi less often. <laughs> so therefore, I'm rooting for the Garcias to get the contract. That's what's also. That's what's jealousy. That's the point. That's where Avi Sarol. I have to want, listen well, guys, I have to want him, for him, exactly what I want for myself for Jews. Right? There's a topic to love non-Jews also, but that's a different topic, and it's certainly not the same, and anybody who says the same is being the Zayif, the Torah, Bosa, that's called Ziyaf Torah. You can translate that, check Google. 
So I want for him what I want for me when it's not in direct contradiction to me. But if it's in a contradiction, right, only one person can sell the company, only buying one, I can vote for myself. 100%. Torah doesn't command such a thing. But once it doesn't really make a difference, right, so then I want for Mamish. And I'm, I'm rooting for the Ackermans the whole way, and I'll give the Ackermans advice. This is how you get Tropicana. I'll go to them and do whatever I can to help the Tropicanas in a legal, normal, fair way. Beat the Garcias for the contract. Okay? So one piece of chicken at the wedding, you can take it. Right? But for, 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 besides for such a situation, I want that all Yidin should have everything I have with no jealousy, no guarding my, my turf, even Stephen. Okay, that I believe is what the Shittas Ramban saying. By the way, I just want to point out for a moment, before the Ramban, I don't know if any of us would have seen so sharply that the contrary to the contrast, the challenge to Abi Yisrael is jealousy. The Ramban puts that right in, Right? Don't have chisus hakena. Don't have this low-level jealousy in you. Rather love them. So you see the contrast between jealousy. Another thing, right? So much to glean from uh, Rishon all the time. Rebels. That's why we have to learn how to learn and delve into them all of our lives. Just to sit and learn Rishonim so much in these areas. That's a shmooz. That's a shmooz. Something you have to learn. And we have Rabbi Seinu that spoke about it. This is one little Ramban. We have our Gemaras. We have Rambams. So it's interesting that jealousy is there. I want to share a, uh, something, uh, a story with the Alter Slobodka, just about a word of jealousy, and then we'll get back to straight, uh, obviously, Sorol. The Alter, the great Alter, Nosnesi Finkel, right, was traveling with the Talmud. And Slobodka was relatively a small little borough of a small town, you know, Kovna. And they went to Vienna. Vienna was like a big town. So they took a train, and they get off the train in Vienna. And this little Talmud who hadn't ever been, you know, today, most of us have all seen great cities, we've seen videos of great cities, etc. In Europe, you can have a situation where someone never seen a great city in his life. This is the first time that this Talmud had ever been in such a place. So he gets off the train, and he sees all people running back and forth, on the trains, off the trains, speaking, laughing, everybody's trying to sell stuff, you know, calling out, people going in, coffee shops, the whole thing. So this Talmud sits there, and he says he doesn't know what's going on. It's going this way, that way, you can imagine. It's for Country Bumpkin, what we call Country Bumpkins, you know? Seeing the first time, the big city, it's a shock. So he turns to the altar, and he says, what's moving all these people? This is kind of a special Talmud. What's moving everybody? Like, what, what's making all this action? So much action, so much activity, you know? Well, what's moving everybody? So the altar said, you know what it is? Kinnah. Jealousy is moving everybody. I asked this once at my Shabbos table. What do you think the altar would answer? No one got the right answer. Then we had a machlokis. Huh? I said, the altar said it. Don't tell me anything else. Kinna. Kinna is what's moving the world. Interesting. Jealousy what moves the world. Jealousy is moving us more than we know. And then this Talmud looked back at the altar and he said, one second. So Allah said, Lavo, people aren't going to move around? Because he's going to get rid of jealousy? So what's going to move everybody? So what did the altar say? Then you know what's going to move us? We'll move chesed. Chesed is going to move us. Once the kin is down, once the jealousy is down, chesed can move us. Very moving story. Just, you know, I remember I once discussed with a rub who understands kokos and nefesh very, very well. I spoke about a certain struggle I was having. I had a certain way to look at the struggle. He says, oh, you're jealous. I said, no, no, I'm not jealous. 
And I said, ooh, maybe I am. You know, we don't think of that. You have to think about it a little bit. You know, jealousy is a real, it's a real topic. It's something that's, uh, that's amongst all of us if we don't learn to deal with it. Okay. I just wanted to share that on the side as much as the, alt, as, as the Ramban had put jealousy as the counter to Vatarech uh, So we'll say, back to obviously Israel itself. So I want to talk about four areas of expression. Let's get practical. Let's get real. It's easy to talk about obviously Israel. Let's talk about what it means in our lives. What's the signs of someone who has it or someone who doesn't have it? So this is not comprehensive, but four areas I want to share. It's one, doing for other Jews. Two, being careful with other Jews' feelings. Three, reaching out to them. Religiously. And four, wanting more for them. Okay? Doing for Jews. To embrace chesed opportunities. How do we look at a chesed opportunity? I have a chance to do something. We embrace it. Being careful. When you love someone, you don't want to hurt them. And it hurts you to hurt them. It's an obvious sign of love. Reaching out. This is a harder one for certain people. Now, the great Rabbi Kaplan, Seichet Tzadik Lebracha, wrote a little book called Love Means Reaching Out. Love means reaching out. If we love Jews, isn't Kirv to bring them to Judaism the most obvious thing? doesn't mean you have to be a lifetime worker. I have something as great as Judaism. Truth, meaning, Shabbos, Tefillah, Torah, Chappelle's. Am I going to hoard that to myself? And connecting to reaching out is wanting more for them. Listen well to this point. I think we sometimes err, and it's a very big error, and it's a deep error, and you have to think about it. Love means just the way they are. I don't want them to change the color of their hair. That's not love. That's not love. Love means seeing people's potential. Part of love is seeing potential what someone can be. We want more for Kleisel because we love them. Because I see what you are. You think that's all you are? Just someone who just chills the whole day and wears silly jeans and stupid t-shirts and has nothing on your mind besides what you're going to eat and listen to and watch? That's what you think you are as a Jew? I love you, so I want more for you. You're my Mlechaz Kohanabu you're holy people. And it deeply bothers us. All you want to be is Kacholic Gaim Beis Yisrael? Do you want to be like another nation? That's what you would think you are. You have so much more to you. Let's speak a little bit more about doing for others and being careful of other Jews' feelings and why in that topic. Being careful for other people's feelings. On the first level, like the Gemara and Shabbos tells us, What's hated to you, don't do it to your friends. Right? Don't do to other people what hate to you. It's, it's very simple. There's so many things we don't like people to do for us. To us. Anyway, Rabbi Silver spoke about some of them Friday night. I hope some of them improved. I didn't check. But past this, we need to live with an awareness of others. You have to be aware that there are other people in the world. What does it mean to live with an awareness of other people? I want to illustrate with a bunch of small examples. Here's one, okay? A window's open. Huh? A window's open. You're cold. What do you do? Selfish says you immediately slam it closed. Maybe with a slam. Obviously, Sorrel says, wait, maybe someone else wants it open. It's funny to watch in school sometimes. Open, close, open, close, open, close. You know, Wait, maybe ask around. 
or close it a little bit. Remove your seat, right? Because I have an obvious stroll. I want it closed, but there's someone else. Someone opened it, right? Maybe it got left open, but I, I watch sometimes in show how people so fast just to op- rip it open, rip it closed, closed, open. I watched one guy in show one time. Four people opened a window, and he kept closing it to each one. I stopped myself out of Yom Bazen from saying something to this fellow. Do you remember six months ago? You see a sitter perfectly placed on the seat next to you. Hashem loves you. Maybe it's someone else's sitter. Maybe someone else put the sitter there. Maybe it's coming right back. You put on your tzitzit with greatest lavus. You know I'm going with this one. You whip them like the rodeo. Make sure you're not going to leave a pink scar on someone else's head, forehead. Maybe a little less eslavos, you know? You can do it. You can have an inner fire. You don't have to nail another person with your tzitzis. You come into shul, it's very crowded. It happens a lot. Jerusalem, from areas. How are you going to dive well? You find yourself a little nook. Beautiful. So happy. But it's right in front of the bathroom and everybody has to run through you. Think another second about other people. You love this one. You really get into the davening. You're shuckling like there's no tomorrow. The the biggest Hasidish rabbis are, 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 are full of jealousy for you. Yeah? And then... You're shuckling and you're bothering five other people. It's a reality. It's awareness. It's awareness. Well, your person's allowed to have his space. He's allowed to do his thing. You speak very, very loudly in town. Sometimes you see people running up and down. I said to one fellow, I know he was ADD, but I said to him, his name was Yossi. Yossi, go up and down. The it's like it's a freeway. It's not a freeway. It's a shul, you know? Ellie, you, you have ants in your pants. So go outside. Why, do, why does the whole shul have to be solo? Because you have your ADD, you know? Go outside a little. So Abi Searl says to us to be constantly aware of others. Yeah? And I turn to our married brethren and add, if that's about anyway, all the more so from your wives. Their husbands are so selfish. They so much don't think about their wives. They don't look at their wives. I wasn't planning on saying this, but I remember once, you know, Mori Barabi Revleichter, twice he came to my house for Shabbos. I remember I invited him. And then a few weeks, months later, he says, David, you know, I think we could come to Shabbos. I was shocked. My wife was nervous. It was wonderful. The whole time. His wife is a very, Revleichter is a lot to say. And his wife is a very, very smart woman. She's very, very quiet. The whole time turning to his wife. I can't tell you how many times. As he's talking, turning to his wife. She's sitting next to him. Turning to her, turning to her, turning to her. For a second, he didn't want her to feel out of things. It's amazing Limud. She did say too much, but he's including her the whole time. Nah, I'm a man. Let her sit on the side. Let her know her place. Be of her. Be aware of her needs and wants. To paraphrase, to paraphrase the poet and figure out who this poet was. Guard her dreams and visions. It's so easy to be a selfish man. Kerbo said that was about being careful. Let's talk about doing for others. You know, everybody's looking for a purpose. Everybody wants to make their mark. Everybody wants to find their place in the community. Don't be a rabbi, God forbid. That was a joke. Don't get to politics. Say, so what do you want to do? I want to be a rub. I want to be a community leader. I want to be a politician. How about this? Go into chesed. Go into chesed. If you open your eyes, there are needs all around us. You don't have to be a big Tamil Chacham or philanthropist to really help. You have some extra cash, open up a free loan society. What a mitzvah to give a loan to someone in need. 
we see all the gemachim. It's so beautiful. Gemachim means like people who start them not just with money. It originally meant money, but people have all types of things. Uh, baby diaper gemachs, uh, materna gemachs, uh, Shabbos plata gemachs. It's beautiful. Open up the phone book. Mikam Gisrael. Great Kiddush Hashem. How about this? There's a new face in your community. Be a self-appointed welcoming committee. No one gave you the title. No one's going to give you any covet. So what? You'll do it. How many people complain about the fact they're not welcome to go to a new community? Three years later, you're the one not welcoming anybody. Be the one. You know, a lot of times the rabbis, guys, one time on Shabbat, I'm like out. You know what I mean? I have to stay in my corner. I'm tired. Other people are less busy during the week. You know, that's the time. you got to shine. I'm just speaking for many, you know, Rabbana, much, much, 10 to 50 times more busy than me. Don't wait for the rabbi. The rabbi's got, rabbi's got 500 families to deal with. And a whole board, and who knows how many people hate him. Go say hello to some people. That's the rabbi's job. It's the rabbi's job. Why is it the rabbi's job? Who appointed the rabbi? Say hello. You know, someone said about a certain yeshiva, in this place it's better to be a dog than a bachar. Why? If a dog would pe- walk in, people would notice him. You know, but a bachar, another point works, and no one notices him. <laughs> On the positive side, there's a true story. I've, I heard it many times, and I heard maybe even who it happened to. An older man came into to another man one time, and he says, you know what? You saved my life. might have heard the story, but saved you my life. He didn't even recognize him. He says, I was a Talmud in Panovich, and I was fed up, and I was there on the receiving line to say goodbye to the Rosh Yeshiva. It was Friday night. I was going to say, Chavez, and I'm leaving. And you were behind me, and you fixed my collar. That's all you did. I said, if someone Epis notices me a little bit, Epis means Epis, if you don't know what it means, right? He says, if someone noticed me a little bit, I'm going to stick it through. And I stayed in Panovich, and I became something, etc. Back then, leaving the yeshiva would have been, you know, death. He saved my life. I know the person who said over the story, his name was Ben Sion Felman, the master Talmud in Bnei Brak. But many think that he was the person who fixed the collar. That's the story. You can read the, read the book. And generally, we're both said, be friendly. It says, Nasas Rosh which literally means to count the people. But some say, here the Pshat, Nasas Rosh pick up, pick up Jews' feelings. Make other Jews happy. There's so much suffering out there, so many sad people. What do you use by smiling a little bit? I don't mean you have to walk around like a weirdo. You know what I mean? You make people uncomfortable. But, but generally, be an agent. Look at yourself. Am I an agent to make other Jews happier and not sadder? Everybody knows the Gemara in Tainus Chafes. Rebroka Chaza, he was in the Shuk, and Elio was there. And he asked Elio, is there anybody who's uh, Ben Olam Haba? Right? And someone came by, and Elio said, he's a Ben Olam Haba. And then two others came by, and Elio, Elio is good, right? We can trust him. These are also Ben Olam Haba. So Broka, Rebbe Broka went to them, he says, Maya Vdaichu, what do you do? He says, you know what we are? We're Anshi Beduchianan. We make people laugh and happy. Anshi Beduchianan. Chafei, this is Shdali. You want to you top get in life? Here's one. Beduchianan. Mabdinchan Atsivi. We see someone sad, we make them laugh. We make them happy. Inami, when we see people having a fight, Tarchinam, and we make Shalom between them. Make Shalom between them. That's what we do. That's our, that's our Shdeller. That's our, that's our job. That's our Tafkid. And that's going to get them to Olam Haba. Olam Haba. Let's end with a statement of Rabosai, Rabarch Bear Leibovich. You have to know what Rabarch Bear was. 
He was absolutely one of the greatest Gedolim before the Holocaust, and he died in 1939. His Svarim, Birch are amongst the most poured on and worked on in the whole yeshiva world. He once said, Be'erich, this statement about himself. He said, you know, what schus do I have? What, what schus do I have? My Torah, not up to par. The real Torah Semes. My Yerushimayim, lack, he's obviously being tough on himself. Right? My, so my Torah and Yerushimayim is not going to do it. But you know what? When I see a Yid on the other side of the street, I'm filled with an overwhelming love for him. That's what he said was his schus. But so this is the time during the three weeks I speak to myself that you can't, you know, it's hard, like I said, it's, we have to search and try to mourn the Horban. We have to come in contact with that. We have to try staying, you know, with our learning strong for sure. But we at least have to get into the time of the Horban. And if Chazal tell us that it was sin chinam, it's no better time than the present to give some thought to this, to each improve a little bit. And Bezat Hashem, through that we'll see. Binyan Beis Amigdash from Erebi Amenah.